LLC. I welcome you to Girls Turn on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Well, good morning, everybody. I can't believe it's uh, 2020. 2020. Boy, I tell you, it seems like a future date to me. I was born in 1940, and uh, kind of creepy, actually, but uh, here I am. Here we are, uh, Earl Strew on Cars. I got to tell you that um, if you haven't heard the show before, I can almost guarantee, can't positively guarantee, I think you're really going to like it. It's it's different. Uh, you won't find anything like this on radio or television, for that matter. I don't think online, maybe online, I don't know. If you go to YouTube, there's all sorts of stuff, but we're live, which is kind of exciting. Um, my name is Earl. I'm a recovering car dealer. I've been in the business since 19, oh, God, I hate to say it, 1968, over half a century. And I started out selling cars the wrong way, leasing, uh, maintaining, repairing. I, I just kind of did it the way all the car dealers did it back in the uh, 60s and 70s and 80s. And then around the 90s, I think it was, I, I started to change, uh, morph into a honest, transparent person. Um, I look back on what I used to do, and I say, I can't believe I did that. But I did. And uh, it, it's like lifting a weight off my back to be able to talk freely and openly about how I used to bait-and-switch customers and and uh, unfair, deceptive trade practices. Uh, you know, we'd advertise a car for a price lower than we knew we could sell the car for just to get you in the door. And... Uh, Whereas I choke up a little bit when I think I did that, it's actually an advantage to me now because I can look at other car dealers all over the United States. I can read their advertising, and you know, with the internet now, I can see car dealers in California and Texas and Canada and, for that matter, overseas. We haven't done too much overseas yet in Europe or Asia, but we might expand. You never know. We'd love to hear from you. That's the main message I'm giving you in my secondary introduction. We'd love to be able to have you contact us because you truly do make the show. Um, I'm not just saying this to flatter you out there, but uh, we've got some really intelligent callers, and we have some new callers that come up with some really new interesting things. Uh, and so whatever's on your mind, uh, this is live radio. You can say what's on your mind, good, bad, or ugly. That's our theme song. Um, text number is 772-497-6530. Love to have you text. Text gives us a backlog. Last week, uh, we ran out of text toward the end of the show. And uh, that makes us uh, pontificate and yak and talk too much. We'd rather talk about what you want to talk about. So if you can get the text in, we'll talk about them quickly. Uh, as soon as we can get to them, but we'll also have a backlog when we get toward the end of the show. So uh, do us a favor and text us questions, comments, recommendations, 772, area code 772-497-6530. That's 
877-497-6530. And, of course, the telephone. You, know, you remember telephones? 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. And a really cool method of communication is our anonymous feedback. I don't know anybody that does that. Businesses really should jump on board this. It gives you a great way to find out what your customers and your employees really think about you. Because it's a website you go to and you make a comment, a question, whatever you want to do, and total anonymity. And that that website you can communicate with us on, being totally anonymous, is youranonymousfeedback.com. Simple to remember, right? Youranonymousfeedback.com. Tell us what's on your mind. Love to hear from you. We'll read it on the show. Uh, the only thing we will uh, change will be any expletives, uh, profanities, uh, obscenities. We'll, we'll abbreviate them. Yeah, we'll abbreviate them. Just the first letter. <laughs> so, I said that because there is a, there's one coming. <laughs> oh, there is? Oh, good. An F-bomb. I'll just say F. Oh, oh okay. And, um, and, of course, we're streaming live. Uh, Facebook.com uh, forward slash, what is it? Earl on Cars. Mm-hmm. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. We're on YouTube. We're on Periscope. We're on Twitter. We're all over cyberspace. Streaming line. So you can see what we look like. I mean, uh, I have my lovely wife, Nancy Stewart, sitting next to me. She is our female advocate. And uh, she's been with me since the get-go back 17 years ago. This is 2020. We'll have to get the exact date we came on the air. I can't remember. But uh, <laughs> we started out, Nancy and I, half-hour show. And then we went to an hour show. And then the car dealers, after about six or seven years, rebelled. They banded together. They did. They banded together. I, I think it was... They formed an insurgency. It was. I, I believe it was a illegal boycott. You uh, lawyers out there know what that is. But when a group of people band together to force an economic consequence uh, that uh, is, I guess, off the books... Uh, you know, a secret kind of a boycott. It's an illegal boycott. But, but long story short, uh, we got thrown off the air by the owners of Seaview Radio. And Seaview Radio's general manager came to see me, a uh, real, real nice guy. name was Chet Tart. He's still around town. And uh, Chet says, Earl, I hate to tell you this, but the owners of the station said that we can no longer have you do the show. The car dealer said they were going to stop advertising on CBU Radio. And every time I tell that story, I think about how this radio station, True Oldies, has the courage and the uh, moral fortitude to carry a show like this that's got to be costing them some advertising. Now, car dealers do advertise on the station. But I gotta believe there's car dealers out there say, "Are you kidding? I'm not going to advertise on a radio station that Earl Stewart on Cars is on because he says bad things about us." Anyway, I'm starting to uh, ramble. Uh, let me introduce. I've got uh, Rick Kearney to my right here. Rick's been with me for over 25 years. Uh, just a su- super smart guy, uh, mainly about cars. And to be super smart about cars in 2020, uh, you got to be a computer scientist. That's what he is. He just can answer any question you have about your car, mechanically, electronically, computer-wise. And I guarantee you, if you're like everybody else now driving a relatively late model car, you've got all sorts of questions about what's going on with my car. You can't understand cars today. Rick, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I've been an auto mechanic for 
actually going on 30 years now if you count when i started training and uh i just love working on cars i, I get a real kick out of solving some of the really difficult problems that come up with these newer vehicles do you still call yourself a mechanic or do you call yourself a what do you really when you're when you're at a party and a guy says uh what do you do for a living what do you tell him i've i've actually stepped up now i use the word technician, technician. automobile technician yeah. by the way uh on youtube a blast from the past one of our call-in people has said i called palm beach napleton's palm beach accurate yesterday and told them i saw your video right. they put me on hold and never came back <laughs> <laughs> imagine that <laughs> well we have a lot of fun and uh, uh please think about calling rick uh you know if you have a squeak or a rattle or you've been in to have your car maintained or repaired and the bill looked a little bit out of line or you just have something uh, which is common today you have a problem and the dealer can't fix it or the mechanic the independent uh, service department cannot fix it Rick is a uh, you know certified master diagnostician and the diagnosing is the key I mean uh, most people can fix things but you got to know what it is before you fix it and that's a real challenge and Rick can really help you out uh, with diagnosing your problem. Stu, we call him our, our spy master because he is uh, directs uh, Agent Thunder and uh, he writes up the mystery shopping report from Agent Thunder's notes. And uh, he is, uh, uh, this is an exciting thing, this mystery shopping report. You'll never see anything like it. So, uh, Stu, tell us a little bit about the mystery shopping report. Well, I do love being referred to as a spy master. Yeah. It definitely uh, tickles uh, boyhood fantasies of wanting to join the CIA and yeah. get involved in Yeah, Nancy uh, and I were espionage. talking about that the other day. She said, what would you like to do? I said, you know, I wouldn't mind being in the CIA or the and NSA. I mean, well, that I way a, you know everything. I was a big James Bond fan, fan, so that makes me like Q or one of the people back at the home office. Yeah. You know, I don't go out in the field. I'm too old for that now, but... Uh, <laughs> No, it's. I mean, it's hard. Every week, we you know we kind of we scratch our heads and we kind of well, especially because we realize I think we've hit every single uh, franchise dealer, definitely in Palm Beach County. You said that in the write up, and that is amazing. Yeah. I thought about it, it, with the exception of maybe some little bitty places. I, uh, well, I mean, yeah, like well, we, we this week I don't want to spoil it, but we went to Brayman Mini, yeah. and Brayman that's at Brayman Motorcars, and I think they have. Uh, uh, they have BMW. They might have some other brands, luxury brands there at the same yeah. place. Same building, but different sections of the showroom. So yeah, we might have missed uh, you know you know smaller subsections of dealership. You know, like a, a Jeep, Dodge, Ram. Yeah. But um, we hit them all, I think. And even in, in, in Martin County, I think we might have done that as well. Broward County, I think, uh, is still ripe for the picking. So we might have to uh, shift operations southward uh, to keep it yeah. fresh. And it should be said for the record, because I know some folks out there, particularly the car salesmen. Uh, and some of the dealers, most of them probably, think it's a bad thing we do. Uh, you're wasting our time. You go in there. It's deceptive. Uh, you're fooling us, pretending you're buying a car. The fact of the matter is we mystery shop our own dealership. And in full transparency, uh, we have a car dealership in, in Palm Beach County. And we mystery shop ourselves because we want to be sure that we're doing the right thing. If you have 180 employees and you have 30-some-odd salespeople, if you don't think you have a rotten apple in the barrel, yeah. you're nuts. So we have to mystery shop yeah. ourselves. We, we shop ourselves probably twice the rate than we shop the other dealers on yeah, the show. Yeah, we, do. we, we know, shop two, two or three, two or three times, times a week. Yeah, yeah. At least easy. 
And uh, I did get a, I uh, can't remember if it was anonymous feedback or it might have been a direct email in the last week, somebody asking me if we felt uh, bad about identifying uh, salespeople, taking up their time, yeah. and then, then missing out on a real commission. And I said, it's something that we should, we would consider doing. Um, but when, the other thing that we pointed out is, uh, even if the dealership does a bad job, the salesperson has stood out in terms of honesty and professional professionalism and all that. We give them a big shout out, and we always say something yeah. along the lines of, you know, if you're looking for a, you know, new Honda, yes. whatever, see Bob at ABC Honda. Um, he's professional, uh, sure. honest, and so we we give them free advertising. We do have yeah. a pretty big uh, listening audience. Yeah, one of our points about buying a car is, if you can find an honest transparent type salesperson uh, oftentimes they exist in a mire of deception yeah. at the dealership and we've we've shopped dealerships where the salesperson is totally exposed to sham the scam of the bait and switch advertising and said you can't buy the car for this price this is what you really have to pay and i'll do my best to get you as low a price as i can yeah. so we name that salesperson and say hey go see bob and you know so and so on a dealership even if you don't believe the advertising, Bob will give you a square deal. So, yeah, uh, salespeople often tell the customers, "I'm here to work for you," and they set up a uh, an us and them relationship between them and the management. Don't worry, I'll get the sales manager to give you a discount. Yeah. In some cases, that's actually true. And <clears throat> a lot of uh, dealerships, you'll have a, a salesperson who's been there for a hundred years, and 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 they're stronger than the manager, and they'll get the manager yeah. to, to to do the right thing sometimes. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, Nancy Stewart sitting in my left. Uh, she is, uh, as I say, my partner from the get-go, and she has evolved into a advocate for female rights and for women's rights, especially when it comes to buying cars. Uh, back in the 20th century, in fact, even today in some dealerships, they're not wise enough to understand how important women are on their success as a car dealer. Thank you. Good morning, everyone, and Happy New Year. We've got a great show ahead, so uh, stay right where you are and uh, you will be entertained. For the ladies, I have $50 for each one of you. Two, first two new lady callers, $50. And uh, in this ever-changing auto industry, uh, it certainly is a pleasure keeping uh, everyone, especially women, informed and uh, learning about uh, so many different things that are changing and how you know, you would protect yourself when, when going out to purchase a vehicle. So as I said, we have a great show ahead, so stay tuned. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530, and we may have a surprise guest, so you want to stay tuned for that. We uh, hope that uh, our friend will Justin call Lynn, in. Justin an attorney from uh, New York and Florida, yeah. and he's a young man that we've known since before he became a lawyer, and uh, he won a very prestigious award from the uh, American Bar Association, I assume. It's a, uh, voted one of the top lawyers in the country. At, you know, under 40. Yeah. Under the age of 40. Yeah. And we have known him for a real long time. So you, you asked about our first radio show. Uh, I have it written down somewhere. But, uh, you know, think about Justin. Uh, it seems like yesterday uh, he was sitting in our kitchen with a screwdriver and uh, tinkering around with the uh, electrical outlets. He definitely has grown, and his career that he's involved in and his wife are yeah. Very interesting. Okay. Uh, let's uh, get those calls coming in, folks. And as Nancy just said, 
1-800-960-9960. That's our audio old-fashioned telephone, and we love to have calls there because we get a hint of your personality, sound of your voice, and it's just more homey and, and a lot more fun. 877-960-9960. But the texts are so important because we need to build a backlog, and the text number is 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. Rick, do we have a YouTube coming? We do. Don Parsons from California is asking... Wow. California at this time of the morning, man. Yeah. I'm impressed wow. there. Uh, hey, Don. Uh, he says, Earl, any word on Mazda going to offer all-wheel drive in the Mazda 6 in 2020 model year? You know, um, I don't know. I, I hate to say I don't know because I'm supposed to be the expert. Um, you ask about the Mazda, and uh, I have to digress a little bit because I was the first Mazda dealer in the eastern United States, east of the Mississippi. Uh, started in uh, my Mazda dealership in 1970. Uh, interesting uh, ride with Mazda. I sold the dealership uh, several years ago. But I was, I was really impressed with Mazda's score in Consumer Reports. They scored right up there with Lexus, Toyota, uh, Mazda was right up there with Lexus and Toyota in terms of quality. And uh, it's interesting because it's a small company and uh, they've struggled for a while. Ford owned part of uh, 30% of Mazda for a while and they sold that out. Their quality wasn't all that good back 20, 25 years ago. They've really come up. I guess we can Google that question on the M6 and the all wheel drive. Yeah. Personally, I like the idea of an all wheel drive vehicle. Yeah. Uh, here in South Florida, we're not such in need of it. Now, I'm sure California, most of the areas there aren't much of a need of it. But if you consider anyone that lives up north, when you're getting into the, some of the snow conditions like they're going to be experiencing right now and for the next couple months, that all-wheel drive makes a huge difference. What yeah. about in the rain, though? I mean, doesn't it, like, if it's on the highway or even just in the, you know, on the roads or on the ones really raining, doesn't that give you a, a pretty big safety advantage? Absolutely, yeah. because you keep much it's better good. control over the vehicle. Yeah, I, I, I'd love that. I know that more and more vehicles are coming. I think Subaru kind of, like, got everybody's attention on that. Yeah, all, are all Subarus all-wheel drive? I, every single model yeah. they make is yeah. all-wheel drive. And they're, as I last heard, they're still working on trying to get an idea of a vehicle with all-wheel steering as well. Oh, that's where the back which, wheels turn to? Right. We've had a couple of vehicles that have had all-wheel steering <laughs> yeah. where the rear wheels can actually turn a certain degree to assist the front wheels in controlling you in curves. Don, mm. we'll try to get you that answer, and uh, maybe we Google it, but I can, I can find it somewhere. Okay. Well, until then, we're going to go to Tina. And she is our first female caller this morning in uh, this happy new year. Good morning, Tina. Hi, how are you guys doing this morning? Great. Hey, Tina. Hi, how are you? Rick, it's time to talk to you for a little bit. I haven't had a chance to chat with you. I already know what the answer to this question is for my own self, but let's say that you're getting ready to buy either a new or a used car. And you have your choice between two options. You have your choice between the stock steel wheels or the factory alloy wheels. Which vehicle would you pick and why, based on that? Hmm. Truth be told, I like alloy wheels. I like the look of them. I think they balance up better than the steel wheels in a lot of cases. Um, as a technician, 
I think alloy wheels are much easier to mount and balance tires on just because of the design anymore. And they've. it used to be years ago that alloy wheels had issues with warping very easily. They could easily be damaged. And you'd have issues after a short time. Your, your tires would be almost impossible to balance. But they've worked that now to the point at which the quality is incredible. And... I, I really just think the alloys are the better option. I think they increase the value of the vehicle, and they make it look a lot better. Well, they're a lot more expensive, of course. Uh, they are initially more expensive, yeah. but when you're purchasing them on the car, it's so many models now come with alloy wheels yeah, right standard. from the factory. It's actually kind of rare to find steel wheels, except on most of the lower-level cars. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty... Uh, I think uh, we can speak for Toyotas. Most of them come... With, that, with alloy wheels. Yeah. yeah. Does that, did we get the answer right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. we did. And uh, that's, that's well, what I did when I got both of my cars, when I had the beloved Miata, and now that I have the Yaris, the Yaris didn't come with alloy wheels, so I got them myself, but I was able to get what I wanted. And I feel like the price is really fair because when I went to a reputable tire shop and wheel shop over here in Lehigh Acres, Florida, the guy was really nice. He showed me all kinds of different options for my car, and I picked out my cars, the black mica color, so I picked out black and red ones, and they really look good. But I only paid like 115 a corner for the wheels, so I feel like I got a really, a really good deal. Is there any such thing as uh, ceramic wheels? I know I would suspect ceramic would have a real issue handling the impacts that we get uh, for road debris, uh, potholes, speed bumps. I thought they made ceramic. Now that was the strongest steel. That was. Uh, they put oh. it on the space shuttle. Yeah, they they do indeed. Yeah, but uh, there's tensile strength, and then there's another kind of strength. I'm not an engineer, but well, you've got you've got your hardness as well because yeah. if the if the material is too hard like a diamond it can become brittle okay let's google it we're just speculating Rick, here um, i am googling you know what else is on your mind we're what are the we're, advantages we got off of, on a oh, tangent well, there of the alloy wheels what do, what do you think about that oh maybe tina um, has the answer what are the advantages well, for one thing for one thing alloy wheels are all in one piece you don't have to worry about a hubcap rolling off the rolling off uh, steel wheels do tend to rust in certain parts of the country so mm-hmm. You can combat a lot of that by having alloy wheels. I think that would be a couple of advantages as well. And, and Tina, you know, I think that uh, when I think of alloy, alloy um, it's a, a much lighter material. So the another yeah. advantage would be, you know, maybe a faster acceleration, possibly. Rick? Better fuel economy. Yeah. The lighter, yeah. There you go. Downside is if you damage them, you can't just slap a hubcap on top of them. It could be a pretty expensive repair if a gouge or a scratch. That's yeah, true. true. But the That's nice true. part is that but now there companies. are companies that will repair them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a whole economy out there for Rick them. read my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They're they're oh, very the much they're very much lighter, uh, a lighter uh, alloy. Yes, and another thing I was going to mention really quick: anybody that is going to be looking at used cars, I know that Nissan is a really popular brand. I think we may have mentioned this before. We were talking just in general quite a few months ago about CVT transmissions. Well, Nissan is known to have some pretty serious problems with their CVT transmissions. They usually tend to go bad before the 65,000 mile mark, 
And Nissan is aware of this and has been replacing transmissions. But if you're looking at a Nissan with a CVT transmission, you might want to walk away from it. Yeah, Nissan's got a lot of problems. Our chairman of the board uh, fled the Japanese jail, and he's <laughs> on the North. run from Interpol. So I guess uh, oh, Nissan, Nissan's got a lot of problems. I'm sending out some mystery shoppers to find them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Tana. That's uh, you're always. Hey, did you get your automotive news this week? No, I haven't. I have to resubscribe online. I have not again yet, so I gotta okay. renew it. Well, we're gonna we're gonna brag a little bit. Uh, uh, Earl Stewart on cars was shown a picture on the photos of dealers, uh, and you know, that were of um, notable for the 2019. And there was about a dozen photos on there, and a picture of Earl Stewart on cars. Nancy and I were in the picture, and it was about a car dealer. It says the text said a car dealer that is has a weekly radio show that tells you how not to be taken advantage of by other car dealers. And that's in this current edition of Automotive News under Notable Automobile Car Dealers for 2019. Oh, yeah. I'll bet that made you feel really good. You should be proud of that. Yeah, I was surprised. I, think, I, mean, I think that's awesome. Ten years ago, they would have never done that. But I believe there is a change in the morality of the way at least Automotive News and probably some car dealers are thinking more and more about you know, changing the way they do business. So we were we were honored and happy to see that. Yeah, I would like to think that your radio show has kind of spearheaded a lot of this impact, though. You know, this has kind of started a, a new trend in forcing, at least on the East Coast and South Coast of Florida, for dealers to be a little bit more honest because you're putting them on blast, as mm-hmm. the kids say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Well, Tina, thanks again. You are a great caller, and uh, you inspire the females in the audience uh, to call in if they haven't called before to win fifty bucks. And last week, I think we had, gosh, uh, had to have six, seven uh, lady callers. So between you and Nancy, you're really getting the uh, uh, the people, the female people out there to call the show. When we first started uh, seventeen years ago, we used to have zero female callers, and now we're very close to fifty-fifty. Thanks to you and to Nancy. Yeah, take that, male chauvinist. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies, Nancy and I can't do this by ourselves. We need you, so please call in. Thanks, Tina. Thank, thank you so much, Tina. Thank you thank for you. supporting us. Okay. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. So I've been Googling ceramic wheels. The only thing that comes up are pictures of Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore um, making pottery and ghosts. So, no. actually, they, I didn't. Um, that, was, that did come up, but uh, <laughs> but a ceramic wheel. You think of a potter's wheel, but anyway, I, I see a lot of ceramic coated wheels. Um, I don't see anything for actually all ceramic uh, vehicle, um, automobile wheels. So yeah, I mean, they, one day there could be an all ceramic car. Yeah, 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 yeah. it could be. Yeah. So. We got any text? Got we any? do. Okay. We got a bunch. I'll start with the most recent um, anonymous feedback ones. Cause, okay. Because you'll like them. Okay. Uh, first one says, Earl, your voice is mellifluous, like a Stradivarius marinated overnight in whiskey and honey. <laughs> Keep wow. talking and never stop. <laughs> you, got a, wow. you got a fan out there. And a sign, not Earl. Huh? <laughs> no, you couldn't have done it. I've been watching you the whole time. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
All right, there we go. Uh, next one's also really nice. Uh, what people don't know about Earl's story is that when his employees need him, like if they have a medical emergency or financial problem, he always takes care of them. My son worked for him for about eight years, and Earl saved him and his wife and kids from bankruptcy. So uh, that was really sweet, too. Wow. Yeah. How nice. Yeah. Um, there's a whole bunch of them. I don't know if Rick's okay. got anybody on YouTube. I don't want to okay. monopolize the texting conversation. What we're going to do is we're going to go to this next caller Even first, better. and that's John from Palm City. Good morning, John. Hey, John. Hello, John. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is John. How you doing? Doing good. Okay, don't look for the ex-CEO of Nissan. He escaped <laughs> on Tuesday to Baruch. You'll never find him. It's extradition. I can't touch I'll him. find him. He was, it's the crime of the 1990s. They smuggled him out of Japan in a musical instrument. Yeah. Unbelievable. And a guitar case or something like that. They drilled holes in the... Uh, for his own personal use, as much as $80 million. Put that company in a lot of trouble, unfortunately hurt the sales and the stock and some Nissan dealerships are really hurting and yeah. bleeding from his um, you know maneuver yeah. but uh, they, he, by the way he's got no problem he's worth over 121 million dollars he's a- Asian Thunder will find him <laughs> and he's going to be permanently over there so I just want to say where he is and we won't see him again because he's perfectly safe so the second thing I want to mention too it's going on uh, January now is the big month for collective car auctions. One is going on right now in Kissimmee, Florida. There's three, it's from the 2nd until the 12th. There's 3,600 cars, collective cars, that are being auctioned off. One of the most famous is a 68 Mustang that Steve McQueen drove in a wow. bullet. bullet. So, yeah. And then naturally the big one is Barry Jackson, January 11th. And one that shocks everybody, but it hasn't been publicized much because it's not going to be Barrett Jackson this year. Stalupi's car collection, Cars of Dreams, the Leak Company, is going to auction them off on January 15th. And don't tell Earl, because one of the cars is Earl's favorite, a 58 Bonneville fuel-injected convertible. Oh, wow. 58, so a 58 or a 57? That's 58. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. But um, it's not publicized much, and it's a funny thing because usually it's on R&M or it's on Barrett Jackson, and it's this leak auction company. But it will be on the, um, you know, you can follow it, uh, leakcard.com, and it's going to be online. Well, I'm surprised it's going to be selling selling it again. He did it once before. He sold all of his collection, and then he accumulated another collection, and now he's apparently selling that again. Uh, I guess it, he just wants likes to start from scratch. It seems to be yeah. go, ever on, going on, and and the important key is it's uh, no reserve. Whatever they bring in, that's it. Oh, really? Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. So I just thought I'd mention, but it's unfortunate what the CEO, ex-CEO of Nissan did to that company, and it's a lot of money that he stole and used for personal use. Yeah, so he had his, he had his own dealership, right? Because it's a good company. By the way, so. Nissan, Maybe. Yeah. if anybody yeah. remembers, when it came to the United States, it wasn't Nissan. Mm-hmm. Did anybody remember what the name was? Datsun. 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 That's exactly right. <laughs> so yeah, that was one of the biggest mistakes they ever made. And they had a pretty good brand name, and they changed it. What an escape people can pull like that in Japan with two guards at the door, 
and videotape on the way outside, mm-hmm. and yet they maneuvered this uh, to get them out of there. Yeah, that's true. It's not good. You know, it kind of it's kind of like a comment on the general morality uh, of, especially the auto business. And if you you can't pick up, uh, I say pick up a newspaper, and today you go online, the news has always got a car dealer or a manufacturer. Actually, more manufacturers than car dealers. And uh, the Volkswagen, uh, that's been a bloodbath over there. I believe the CEO was indicted, and then you had. Uh, uh, Chrysler uh, is in serious trouble. Uh, they uh, they have some serious charges against them, and of course the classic is Nissan with uh, Gone, uh, who was uh, not only arrested, but then he fled uh, house arrest, and uh, as you say, he was put in a musical case and flown to Lebanon. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Via, via in, Ist- Istanbul. Istanbul, yeah. Uh, just like, it'd be a great movie. I hope they make a movie out of it. <laughs> I agree with you. And the <laughs> trial is, was supposed to be in April, and he was going to get a minimum of 15 years yeah. for his, uh, you know, stealing. Exactly. And that's unbelievable what he, how he hurt that company is still bleeding <laughs> from the uh, task that he did. Yeah, he did actually. He he funneled five million dollars from a Nissan subsidiary into a dealership he owned overseas. Oh, I didn't know so, that. Yeah. Wow. Well, John, thanks again for uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, John. Give us a call again. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you could text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. We're going to go to Mimi uh, from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Mimi. How are you today? Oh, good morning. I'm I'm well, thank you. It is a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. The, what I wanted to say was about um, our uh, Dodge, the conversion van, called about last time. I, I really have no way of getting into it. It doesn't have a rail for me to put my foot to get into it. And I've looked at, I was looking at vans as I was driving, and I noticed a lot of them don't seem to have the rail. Like we used to have a nice Ford Expedition, and that's a good place to put your foot. Hmm. Um, I don't know whether you have an answer for me. Is it possible to install something like that after the fact? Yes. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, running boards, uh, little step bars, or even yeah. they, they make just a single little, it's almost like a U-shaped bar that has a little traction step on it so your foot won't slip or slide. And uh, any aftermarket shop would be able to install one of those. Uh, there's tons of them online that they'll be able to find many different styles for you. Oh, that's that's wonderful. How do I start that? Do you um, Google something, or do I have to go to the dealership and have to you could it? You could probably uh, Google. Uh, you could go to Amazon, probably, and uh, and just uh, search on Amazon for that, for that product. You would... Uh, Search, uh, say, for uh, running board for Dodge conversion van, van of a particular uh, year, make and model. Yeah. And then uh, you would look, I would recommend you look at your Amazon ratings, mm-hmm. sort by uh, customer ratings. I always sort from four stars and up. And then you can read the ratings, try to f- pick a product that has multiple ratings, hopefully a, a hundred or more. Yeah. And try it four plus stars. You can also check out like AutoZone, Pep Boys, um, some of these other places. Um, supply those and leave and install them. 
Yeah. Uh, and one other place that you might consider talking to is just just to stop in and talk to them. Uh, Action Mobility on 10th Avenue by the I-95, they are a company that actually does all the major conversions for wheelchair lifts and the like in vans. So I guarantee they will have a lot of information about various step bars in that and such things as grab handles and other ways to assist you for getting in and out of a vehicle like that. Are you near 10th Avenue and... I was at Lake Worth. I'm, again. Yeah, I'm, in we, I'm in West Palm. We're precinct centrally yeah, yeah. located to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, that was uh, that's great. So then they they probably would be able to install it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we used to work on the cars when we were younger, but yeah. you know, getting over seventy now. So, <laughs> 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 not that I don't want to, but I'm not sure if I could do it anymore. Okay, well, thank you so much. I appreciate the information. I'm so glad to know I can still get it done. Mimi, oh, yeah. thanks for giving us a call this morning. Uh, so I apologize for the uh, check that you didn't receive. Can uh, oh, okay. can you possibly text us your contact information again? So I can look into it? Well, you know what? Um, I will try to text you. Give me um, your your number, and I'll try to text you. But basically, I've, I'm sometimes successful, sometimes not. So I don't know what to say about that. Um, do you have your text number? 772-497-6530. That's area code 772-497-6530. Four nine seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Yes. I'll try again. If okay. you have a Thank if you. you have a problem with that number, Mimi, you can always text me at five six one three eight six. Uh Six four nine eight. This is your phone number. I can call you. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Okay, Thanks, Mimi. Have bye a great bye. weekend and happy New Year. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Do we have some more text? Yeah, we can jump in the text. The uh, next one we have is from Andreas, uh, who is a longtime listener. Uh, Good morning, Earl. My wife and I took advantage of Hyundai's $50 gift card program for test driving a new Hyundai. Hmm. I'll preface that Earl on cars $50 reward for new lady callers is infinitely easier to obtain than Hyundai's $50 <laughs> gift card. Aside from a seemingly unnecessary Q&A information exchange and entering our info into the dealer system, the sales rep insisted that we test drive the one car that was blocked in by a host of other vehicles and that also needed gasoline before we took it out on the test drive. We've experienced that on Mystery Shopping Reports. Uh, While we were patiently waiting for nearly 20 minutes, I happened to overhear two salesmen grill a lady customer. I could only deduce that the lady was simply interested in perusing the dealership's used car lot without knowing which car was to be her next car. One salesman asked her twice, but what do you want? This seems dismissive and unprofessional. She left without looking at any cars, good for her. She doesn't need two salesmen confronting her just a few days before the end of the year to corner her into a sale. And that's from um, Hyundai uh, of Greer in Greer, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So that's from Andreas. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's amazing, the, the freebies, uh, car dealers, uh, you just think that it seems silly that people would not expect to be put to high pressure yeah. uh, when you get something free. And 50 bucks, uh, uh, that gets a lot of people in the door. And it's a numbers game. And when you advertise that, you'll probably have maybe 100 people come in. And out of those 100 people, there may be, well, what would they sell out of 100 people that came in to get 50 bucks? Well, uh, well, 
your that, that closing ratio, that closing rate you're talking about, definitely is affected by a promotion like that. So yeah. typically you're seeing you know, 20, 30 percent, yeah. but something like that, I'm going to guess five percent. Well, you sell more cars. It yeah. actually usually is profitable, not yeah. always, but uh, the get them in the door. The more people, yeah. it's a numbers yeah, game. Yeah, 5% of 100 is a yeah. lot better than 20% sure. of, of 20. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, I can tell you that salespeople, um, they hate those promotions because uh, it just, I mean, it might feel good for yeah. the, you know, for the, you know, for a you know, busy Saturday. Exactly. But a lot of people come in just for the, uh, just for the gift card, and I don't blame them. It's free. You know, they put them through, through the ringer. It sounds like yeah. a lot of deals. Well, the smart salespeople realize that buying a car is not a, uh, it's not a cerebral thing. Yeah. It's a emotional thing. I guess emotional is cerebral, but you know what I'm talking about. It's not yeah. a logical thing. And when you come into a car dealership with a bunch of beautiful new cars, they smell good. Uh, they're, they're really, really cool. And you just came in to get whatever, a chance to win the new car, a drawing to win a TV set, or 50 bucks cash. You just came in for that, but there will be people that will come in just for that that will buy a yeah. car. Maybe not that day, but... They saw the car. It gets the endorphins yeah. flowing. It works. And the endor- that's what they call it the ether. So um, when a, a customer comes in or a group of customers comes in, they get all excited about the car, the yeah. emotions are running high. The salespeople says they're in the ether and they got to strike before they come out of the ether. Exactly. You know, that means when they come to their senses. Yeah. <laughs> all okay. right, we have, we have one on uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. I think this is worth addressing here. Uh, hello, many people do good deeds. Many people help one another, but very few put forth a consideration, considerable effort and money just for the sake of helping out. They want something in return. I do not believe that your platform is out of the goodness of your heart without the calculated kickback of additional foot traffic at your dealership. Your information is indeed valuable, but also profitable, and I expect that you knew that going into all this. I think the selfless heroes of consumer advocacy and support are those who do not monetize their YouTube videos and have no potential monetary kickbacks. Thanks. See you soon on the profit side of Erlang Cars. Well, uh, the the truth is, um, like so many things in life, everything isn't black and white. Um, Do I hope I'll sell more cars in my dealership? because people recognize that I'm honest? Yes. And uh, do more people recognize that I'm honest because we're rolling cars and the blog and the book and the rest of it? Yes. So certainly um, it's a two-way street. And I, uh, I do also say that I enjoy being honest. It's fun being transparent. And uh, I, uh, I really get more joy out of the show and my blogs and my public speaking engagements uh, than actually working in the dealership anymore. I, uh, we have the dealership and, and we, we sell a lot of cars and we're successful, but my joy truly at this time of my life is in what I'm doing right now. But I do believe it helps in my business. And I also believe that by preaching as I'm doing now to the car dealers out there who all listen to the show. I don't mean literally, but a lot of them do. They know about the show. I mentioned earlier that Automotive News, the trade journal for all car dealers, every car dealer in the world reads the Automotive News. Every manufacturer executive in the world reads the Automotive News. And they actually featured Earl Stewart on cars in the last Automotive News and this show. So it's kind of like a legacy thing for me. I'm proud of it. Nancy and I um, are 
you know, this is a part of our life right now. We do this because we love it. But I got to be honest, it helps sell cars at our dealership too. Absolutely. On 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And I have a text from Valerie, and uh, Valerie is out shopping for a new car. And she said she's just completely exhausted. She's been in and out of a lot of car dealerships. And she asks, what would be the most important thing that uh, she should do before making a purchase? Uh, Valerie, I truly think that uh, being prepared is the most important. Uh, you know, if you think about it, you know, this is, a, what, a twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 investment, and it's important to walk into the dealership being informed. We're researching uh, uh, buying a home. Uh, we're researching in investments. We research all the time so you should do the same thing whenever you are purchasing a vehicle there's a lot of questions to be asked uh, for you to ask yourself and uh, not only is it important to be prepared but uh, the time the timing you know whether you go in in the evening or daytime uh, and be a smart negotiator i hope that i answered your question and uh, good luck with your new purchase stay in touch Next. Okay. Uh, Earl, what do you think about, about the reliability of the 2020 GMC Terrain? Scotty Kilmer said not to buy an Equinox, which is about the same as a Terrain. Um, I got ahead of you. I went to Consumer Reports is what you should do. Um, and you got to get a membership to get all the information. How much is that? It's not a whole lot of money, is it? It'll save you more money than, than you'll spend on a Consumer Reports uh, membership. It's like uh, 20 bucks a year or something like that. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. So uh, to answer your question, they get an overall rating of 69 out of 100. And one of the things that jumped out um, to me was the predicted owner satisfaction score, which is three out of five. Then they show a history of past models, um, and it has improved over the years, uh, but as recently as uh, 2015, it was considered pretty marginal. So uh, it's, I guess it's a mixed bag. Um, I screenshotted these. I'm going to text them to you so you can read the reviews yourself, um, but it's worth it. Everybody get a Consumer Reports uh, 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 subscription. No. I don't. I just use your login, Earl, but um, yeah. <laughs> but that's it. Well, the, the, the previous caller or texter, Valerie, for, for Nancy, said the most important thing, and uh, Nancy says to be informed, and one of the ways you're informed is by having a subscription to Consumer Reports. Uh, they are, they, cars are their big thing. Cars uh, more than any other product, possibly because you spend more on cars. And uh, General Motors does not have the greatest reputation uh, for quality, and you should always check a General Motors product out carefully. Uh, the Ford, or the, uh, was it, the Cadillac Escalade is, is arguably one of the worst vehicles on the road right now, and uh, they're just absolutely, uh, it's almost a joke in terms of reliability and uh, depreciation and everything bad about the Cadillac Escalade. But with every manufacturer, there's always a nugget or two. And uh, you go to Consumer Reports and you pick the best vehicle, and then you do competitive shopping. And uh, you keep exactly the car that you want to buy every time you get a competitive price, and you buy it from the lowest price. Best way to buy a new car. Absolutely. And don't forget to take a friend with you. That's real important. What do you got, Rick? Well, we've got a couple here. Uh, first off, Chris Merkel says on that $50 gift card, 
He says, there might be a dealer fee on it, so watch yourself. (laughs) Well, there will be. (laughs) And as a squirrel is asking, when is the Tacoma going to get rear disc brakes? I don't know. You answered that better than I could. (laughs) I've been wondering this because I've owned Tacomas for the last 25, 26 years. And I I got to tell you, it's the, like the last Toyota with drum brakes in the rear. Uh, I don't know why Toyota will not put disc brakes on the back of the Tacoma. Just, I do. Too much money? Costs more money. But every other model has switched to drum that. brakes. But, it's, you know, it, 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 you follow the money. You've heard the old joke. It's all about the Every yeah. manufacturer has... Uh, those guidelines, and they have to fit into a, a price bar. If you want to, if you want to make a perfect Tacoma, you could do it, but yeah. it would cost you one hundred and ten thousand dollars. So uh, they have to draw the line somewhere, and they all all the engineers sit in the room and says, "What do you say about disc brakes on the rear?" And they take account, and they say, "We're not going to do it because it's too expensive." So could somebody customize their uh, Tacoma like a really sophisticated uh, Tacoma owner? Uh, Put disc brakes on their Tacoma? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, people it, do it, that? It could be done. Modified it, yeah. Uh, who, what's the biggest competitor to the Toyota Tacoma? Ford Ranger. Uh, the Ranger, the Chevy Colorado. Okay, does the Ranger have yeah. disc brakes in the rear? I don't know. I, I bet you they don't. I would have to look on that. I bet you they're keeping, yeah. Um, yeah. even with the, with, yeah. with the, best the second. Way, probably the best way to get yeah. disc brakes in the rear of a Tacoma is to have the the Ford Ranger have disc brakes in right. the rear. So yeah. it's all about competition. I mean, the manufacturers don't truly care about building the best quality vehicle they can for the consumer. What they care about is selling the most cars for the most money. And that's a good thing because it doesn't sound like a good thing, but competition is wonderful. You smart daddy. Now, I I would say this, though, from personal experience, because like I say, I've owned Tacomas now for 25 years or more. The brakes on them are functionally are fantastic. I've never had issues with my brakes. They, they, They hold up really well. But the rear drum brakes last like you would not believe. Mm-hmm. My first Tacoma, 270,000 miles. I went almost 200,000 miles before I replaced the rear brakes for the first yeah. time. Well, no one's asking if the they, disc brakes are good. They were the question great. was, yeah. question was, why? And we've yeah. answered the question. Because the segment yeah. doesn't have it on any of them. Yeah. Okay, exactly. well, we're going to go to Tequesta, and Dave has been holding. Good morning, Dave. Hello, Dave. Yes, hello. Good morning. I got a question. Yeah. Good morning. How are you? Good. I got a question about uh, your service department. Uh-huh. I, I got a 2012 uh, t- uh, Tundra, and I do a little bit of towing with it. I have about 70,000 miles on it, but I wanted to have that transmission service done. So I went online, uh-huh. and I made an appointment, and I put in all my information. I got it. I know it was an estimate. It was like $119 to have the transmission serviced. Mm-hmm. Then when I get there, it was it was quoted no 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 that's like four hundred dollars because you have a mm. th something transmission mm. i was just wondering why uh if you put your information in why can't you get a little closer estimate with your was it was it, were you online dave when you did this or were you speaking with an yeah. individual no i was online online yeah. uh honestly uh 
Still, uh, you might take a look at that. We might have a glitch. We, yeah, on our appointment scheduler, you can put in the work that you, that you need to get done, and we'll give you an estimate on that. So, and we do we do use a third party uh, scheduler called Dealer FX. So we'd have to look in the settings and make sure that the mm-hmm. you know what was available actually matched match the price. Well, Dave, all I can say is I'm very sorry, uh, and you have pointed out something that we need to take a look at. Even if there were a way that you could have indicated you had the V8. Um, it doesn't sound that we made it clear enough and obvious enough. No one likes to be quoted. What kind of car was it again? A Tundra. What year? Tundra. 2012 Tundra. Okay. And uh, to get an unpleasant surprise, it looks like a bait and switch, and uh, we don't do that sort of thing. But in this case here, we did it inadvertently, and I sincerely apologize. We'll take a look at our website and the appointment making and see if we can't correct that. Uh, what engine was it, a 5.7, a 4.6? No, the smaller, 4.6, smaller one, okay. yeah. I'm just playing with it now. We can yeah. move on with the show. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Well, Dave, we thank you for pointing it out. And uh, right. this is an example of opening ourselves up to any kind of a call. And here is a customer of ours in our dealership that called up that got, uh, you know, bait and switched. One other question, four-wheel drive or two-wheel drive? Uh, two-wheel, sir. Okay, thanks. And uh, even if there were a way you could have done it, clearly it's a little bit more uh, involved than it should be. There should be a there should be a warning that based on your equipment, transmission, and so on and so forth, um, engine, the uh, transmission uh, cost you know, is going to vary. And we didn't make it clear enough, and we will correct that. Well, thank you. Some one more real quick thing, though, yeah. and it's kind of funny though. I was going to get my tires rotated at the same time, and the the work uh, the salesman come out and say, "Well, we can't do it because you have swollen lug nuts." Well, I was like, "Oh my God, maybe I should go right to the emergency room." So he calmed me down <laughs> and he said that no, no, it should. but that was kind of expensive. They wanted like three hundred dollars for it. So I, I did buy them online for forty nine, but I, I was able to get it finished. I just thought I'd throw that in because it was kind of funny. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we, we, we should address that because um, Rick on the, <laughs> on those types of lug nuts. What's the story? Toyota and Ford. I'm going to call them both out right on the carpet. Y'all need to learn something from Honda. The lug nuts that Toyota and Ford are using on the greater majority of the cars are a steel alloy lug nut with a chrome thin metal cap installed over it that's a shell that goes over the entire lug nut. Mm -hmm. And that shell, over time, as you're, of course, everybody's using impact guns, over time, that shell actually begins to swell up and expand, and it gets an air gap between the shell and the lug nut, and the 21 millimeter socket that should fit onto that lug nut no longer fits. It actually expands up to 21 and a half millimeter, or in some cases, as much as 22 millimeters. So Dave's millimeters. got a 2012, so that's eight years of uh, rotating and balancing yep. and so on and so forth. And uh, it just wore the lug nuts down. It just it wears that material and causes no. it to expand. Now, the problem is that Toyota and Ford are both very proud of those lug nuts, and they're very <laughs> expensive. So yeah. go online, and you can find aftermarket lug nuts that are much less expensive. But the nice part is that if you can find the design that Honda uses or that some of the other models use, the lug nut is actually a solid piece that has been chrome plated and the only add-on part is a little cap that goes on the end so if that cap falls off it looks a little unpleasant 
but <coughs> that lug nut will still be able to be easily removed with the standard size socket. And of course, the worst problem is if you get stuck on the side of the road with a flat tire, your tire wrench is not going to fit those swollen nuts, and you're not going to be able to get that wheel off to change it. Hey, right. Well, I, I was able to go online, and I did find this totally steel all the way. There's no uh, cap or anything on. They were about only about fifty dollars, so yep. it was well worth looking into. Well, hey, Dave, thanks very much. I, I got uh, one quick question for oh. Dave. Just comes. I'm trying to figure out this mystery here. Okay. <laughs> uh, what was what was the service called on the on the site on the scheduling site? Was it transmission fluid service, or was there a different name? Uh, well, it's been a month or so now. I think I'm pretty sure it was a fluid service okay. because that's all they did. There was no there was no filter change. Okay, so, so was, they, it, there it really was, wasn't a filter for 119 bucks out. about. Uh, they said 119. When yeah, I went that's in, the one I found. Like okay, three. that's what I yeah, needed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get fixed, Dave. Thanks to you, and hopefully we have a. Uh, can we file a product report on those lug nuts, uh, Rick? To over and over and over. Yeah. We've I've I've done so many of those. Yeah, they actually started sending us in, sending us notes saying, "Stop sending these." Dave, great great call. Thank you <laughs> so very I much. Up. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for the information. Okay, bye. Thanks, bye -bye. Dave. Well, that's pretty interesting, uh, Rick. <laughs> they asked you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I did that thing from uh, the, the uh, uh, what was the movie, Stu, with uh, Andy Dufresne? Uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Yes. I, I doubled up the number of dealer product reports for a yeah. while. Well, you know, sadly, yeah. again, this is a 2012. We don't know when the lug nuts wore out, but it was probably in five or six years. Yeah. And uh, uh, the manufacturers, they think that, well, they want to sell more cars, right? And they want the cycle to be tighter. And they don't want people keeping cars for 10 years, and uh, nine or 10 years. So uh, when they're having those meetings about uh, profits and losses, which is the big meeting, uh, they say, you know, we really should put a better lug nut on these Tundras because in eight or nine years they wear out. And then it says, well, they should buy a new car. I mean, this is a sad <laughs> fact of life, folks. I mean. Toyota, Honda, General Motors, Chrysler, they don't want to build a car that will last forever. They want to build a car that will be as good as their competition or better so they can sell more cars. If they sold a car that would last forever, they'd be out of business, wouldn't they? Yep. So that's They life. call that built-in obsolescence, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Okay, where are we, folks? Uh, we have uh, we have text, and we also have, I think we have one anonymous feedback. I'll get with the next text. It says, this question is for Rick. This is not a complaint at all. I guess I would like him to straighten me out about the cost of a service that was done to my Mazda yesterday. Um, I had the cooling system flushed yesterday. It sure needed it. Slime under the radiator cap plus the ugly-looking antifreeze. I got the bill, and it was just south of $180. What had me scratching my head was the cost of the coolant. The invoice read, two containers of universal antifreeze, $26.95 each. Is this the cost of the stuff? I was quite surprised. I've been going to the shop for years and, ha and have had the utmost confidence in them. I'm not accusing them of anything. It just seemed awfully expensive. Maybe I'm out of touch. Thanks. How much does coolant cost? I don't know. Our Toyota factory coolant is about $26 a gallon. And that is uh, one of the things they've done is they've gone away from the old mix it yourself with water to get the proper concentration because it you never really got the best concentration so they've gone to a straight put in the coolant 
and that's about already 40, pretty limited. and that's probably a forty percent markup, and yeah. the auto manufacturers um, uh, give a suggested price to the car dealers with a big fat markup, yeah. and you can usually do a lot better online. Uh, one of you want to Google that coolant on Amazon right now, mm-hmm. and see what it costs per gallon. It'll be a lot less, and uh, we have customers at our dealership that bring in their own coolant, and you can buy coolant uh, if you shop it. If you shop oil, you shop coolant, you shop about any auto part, you can buy it for less than the dealer's going to charge yeah. you. I'm seeing prices ranging from about $16 to $24, yeah. uh, $30 for genuine Honda, uh, Xerox as low as 71 71 for peak PRAB53. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So auto, auto man, all dealers uh, will actually sell product to... Uh, Amazon or to uh, third parties uh, for far less than they charge you as their customer, their retail customer. And then it's up to Amazon or the independents that were sold this by the car dealers as to what they want to sell it for. Well, here's an interesting one. Now, I I know that our dealership charges about $25 to $26 a gallon for our coolant. Mm -hmm. And here it is on Amazon for Thirty-two dollars for the exact yeah. same coolant. Yeah. Toyota you have to be coolant. you have to be careful. And uh, Nancy and I were buying something on Amazon the other day. Uh, yeah, it was some. Uh, it was a Costco product, and we found out that the Amazon price was about fifty percent greater than the. Uh, so Amazon will get you too. They'll catch you sleeping. Yeah, they'll yeah. catch they've, you. Sleeping. They've done that with me uh, because um, we're gonna we're gonna veer off on a slight tangent, but it's very important. Mm-hmm. If you use Amazon Echo and you reorder products, which I do all the time. Ooh, yeah. You reorder paper towels, oh, Alexa, boy. and if you're not listening to what they, she says to you, you might just go ahead and give her your code, and it'll show up, and you'll get a forty dollar package of uh, yeah. of paper towels. That's very it's true. A, wow. Watch out! Yeah. But in general, you can beat any car dealer's price on parts. So yeah. if you have a car that you want to take in to get fixed, uh, if you want to buy your parts ahead of time, uh, you check with the dealer, cost of parts. You check with. Uh, online and as I say, don't take Amazon as the, the authority. Shop around. Uh, I can never remember the name of that parts company that is uh, huge. Uh, Rock Auto. Rock Auto. Uh, yeah. You go to RockAuto.com. R O C K A U T O. RockAuto.com, and you can buy parts far for far less than the dealer would charge. But you got to buy it, and then you got to take it in and then they're going to sneer at you a little bit because you got your your own oil or your own filter and uh you know what a cheapskate i think you're smart you're not a cheapskate you're smart just one word of caution folks on electronic items uh such things and i'll I'll bring this one up from last week Mm -hmm. door lock actuators yeah uh we had one of our guys that bought an aftermarket door lock actuator on ebay Mm -hmm. for about I think he said it was sixty or seventy dollars versus a factory cost of almost three hundred. Yeah. And the seventy dollar door lock actuator, when he got it installed, it worked twice and it quit. Yeah. Well, you want. Yeah, so I, I would use recommend a caution. I would recommend you buy the manufacturer's product. In other words, you can buy a Honda alternator online for less than the dealer will charge you. Yeah. And if you buy it with a return basis, so, so you can return it. The reason I love Amazon, you can return everything, and almost. And so be sure you can return it if it's not the right one, and you'll beat the price, and you'll save some money. Absolutely. And, of course, not always looking for the Honda name brand, but like with Toyota, 
a lot of our parts are made by Nip and Denso. Mm-hmm. So look for that. You might be, if you're looking for a Toyota, look for Nip and Denso you parts. You want genuine factory part, OEM right. part, and uh, rockauto.com is by far your best source. Yep. I don't know about the return policy, but they probably have a fair return yeah. policy. I, I, and I would just read over it, yep. check all the fine print. Okay. Okay, we're going to go to Howard, who's holding. Thanks for your patience, Howard. Good morning and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. It's a pleasure talking to you people. Um, I have a question about lug nuts. Uh, I heard what you said about the lug nuts, but uh, I don't think people realize that each uh, car manufacturer has different uh, lug nuts for their car. Is that correct? That is true. The threads, the diameter, the lug stud, the thread pitch. So you'll want to, if you're going to buy aftermarket online, verify that you're getting the proper lug nuts for your specific vehicle. You know, Howard, I was reading about the lug nuts, and I, I couldn't believe that there was so much information and so many different lug nuts. And uh, you pose a, a very good question. Okay, now, uh, next question. Uh, in the shop, when you have a problem with the, the, the expanding lug nuts, the ones that swell up, how do you get them off? I actually have a special socket that is 21 and a half millimeters, or if they're really bad, I'll step up to a little larger size, or in the worst case, we'll inform the customer that we're going to have to use a basically a hammer and chisel. Hmm. That's scary. Wow. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We, we have our ways, the, uh, but... Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sometimes I just get out... The magic tools and i just you got to be patient and you got to be careful and you just hammer and chisel at it until you get that thing loose okay i had a problem uh, up north uh i had a slow leak and i decided to take the uh tire off and put the uh that little uh, compact uh spare on mm-hmm. and uh i did it everything worked and i had the tire fixed uh costco by the way uh, fixed it, and uh, Costco told me something. Uh, Rick, I, I, I want your information on that. He said he said the tire could be fixed, but if it was one quarter of a, uh, of an inch closer to the tread, to the sidewall, it could not be fixed, even though it's in the tread itself. So explain why a tire, even though it, you have a puncture in the tread, if it's too close to the sidewall, it cannot be fixed. Can you explain that? Yeah. It has to do with the way the tire flexes on the sidewalls. And our rule of thumb that we use is when you look at the surface of the tire, from the very outside shoulder of the tire, the very edge of it, as you come into the first groove, if the nail or screw is in that first section before the groove, we will not repair it. It's not safe. Hmm. From that first groove, all the way across to the very last groove before you get to the very last section of tread, we will safely repair your tire if it's in that spot and not super large of a hole. And if it's again in that last bit of tread, that we will not do. But in those two outer sections of tread, it is not safe because that's too close to the sidewall where the tire flexes up and down and the patch cannot be Expected to reliably so hold. So the flex will blow, move the patch around, maybe knock it off. Yep. Oh, very good. Okay, so the tire has to, the tire has to be open, uh, taken off. Uh, it has to be patched from the inside, correct? Yes. And a special glue that is used on the on the patch. Yep. Uh, 
what kind of what kind of glue do they use on that? Uh, it's a, a tire cement. It, it's a tire cement that is meant for patches, especially designed to do what's called self-vulcanizing, so that the patch will actually adhere properly to the tire. Okay, that's that's great information. Uh, okay, well, so when I put the tire back on after I had the flat, one of the lug nuts did not work. So I, I was missing one lug nut. I went to AutoZone, and I picked up a lug nut, and it, it's perfect. So I have one AutoZone lug nut on. Do you think I should uh, come by the dealership and change that out or what? No. If it is, as long as, if the appearance is a little different, as long as that doesn't bother you, as long as it torques down properly, I would leave it be. Okay, it torques down. It looks a little different, but you, you have to really look hard. To, you know, I mean, you have to, uh, if I didn't tell you about it, you would never notice. Nobody's going nobody's to stop Finally you in different. traffic at the stoplight and say, hey, you got a mismatching lug nut over there, Howard. Nope. I know. Jeez, <laughs> I, I feel terrible. Uh, you know. <laughs> Only when you're stopped at a light, though. <laughs> it, Thanks for the information. Thanks for the call, Howard. Thanks, Howard. Okay, bye. <laughs> lug nuts, Rick. If, if you're missing, nuts. if you're missing uh, <laughs> one lug nut, uh, how dangerous is it to drive? And the second part of the Not question is not as dangerous as you're missing two. And the second part of the question is, does it uh, affect the the uh, wear on the tires? Uh, missing one lug nut will not put a a, a wear on the tire. But I, I just look at it, the wheel was designed to have however many it has, whether it's four, five, six, or eight, or however many. And it's okay to go a short time, but I would get it repaired when you can, as soon as you can. Is that what mechanics call each other if they think they're not too sharp? He's missing a few lug nuts. Right. Oh, I've said that <laughs> a few yeah. times. Yep. Sure. Okay, folks, uh, a lot of information. It's all free. Give us a call. <laughs> Toll free, eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and uh, he's got swollen well, lug if nuts. You, <laughs> if, if you, that sounded like a serious diagnosis. Seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero, and I think the guys have got some YouTube, some texts, uh, oh, yeah. anonymous feedback. They oh, got yeah. it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll go to Rick. He's okay, on a roll. Well, <laughs> well, let's let's go right to uh, Mark. <laughs> Uh, he's actually asking, uh, any thoughts on the products such as Seafoam or Gumout All-in-One for fuel system maintenance? He says, like most of the country, we have a fair amount of ethanol in our fuel. Uh, my opinion on these, uh, we, we call them mechanic in a can. Uh, folks, with most modern gasolines from any name brand station, there are plenty of cleaners in that fuel already, and you're not going to need these additives, the, the magic chemicals that they all want to sell you. They just want to get your money. It's all about the money. It's, it's snake oil. Yeah. Uh, just stick with a good name brand fuel, and the best advice is if you're one of those people that you do a lot of little short driving trips, a mile here, a mile there, then you park your car for a long time, Take a Sunday drive sometime, hop in your car, get out on the highway, get it up to highway speed, 60, 70 miles an hour for at least half an hour to 45 minutes, charges the battery back up, helps get the oil hot enough to work and clean the dirt out of the engine, gets the 
fuel injectors all cleaned out and everything, and you'll be just fine. Yeah, car dealers and independent menu repair shops are desperate because the quality of the cars is a quantum leap beyond what it was 20 years ago. And back in the day, car dealers and independent mechanics could make a fortune because the cars weren't very good and you had to fix them and maintain them a whole lot. Today, these cars are so good that they're almost maintenance free. And there's a desperation car dealers are resorting to their recommended maintenance, uh, pretending it's what the manufacturer's recommended maintenance says. Never ever do anything to your car unless you have an expert tell you a good reason for it if it's not on the manufacturer's recommended maintenance schedule. They'll, they'll come up with the snake oil and the additives and the, and the flushes and the washes and all the other nonsense to get your money in the service department. Yep. And the next one I have here, uh, by the way, Donovan Lewis says he just verified the current Ford Ranger. All models come with four-wheel disc brakes. Ooh. So, ooh, hey. You hear that, Toyota? Interesting you hear that, Google? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Google gave me the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing that came up. I, I saw, oh, you know, it could have been for older models. There was a whole lot of, there was conversion kits yep. being sold to convert yep. the drums to discs. Okay. Well, MAV has a great question here for you, Earl. It's uh, probably one of your favorite ones. Any recommendations for trading in a car? I always get offered well below what all the websites, KBB, Kelly Blue Book, etc., list as the lowest acceptable price. The argument I hear is, I have to wholesale it. I'm not making any money on it. Let me look at what I can get at the auction. How do I combat that in negotiations? Well, you're in better shape today than you ever were with getting prices on your trade-in. And there's a whole industry uh, sprung up. You've got Carvana. You've got WeBuyAnyCar.com. Uh, name some others, too. Uh, you've got uh, uh, CarMax. Uh, there's three sources right there. And Drive time? I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's a local. Well, yeah, that's a franchise. There's another one out there where you got car. It's like Carvana. Yeah. I'm or, blanking right now. Yeah. Or, uh, we buy any car.com, Carvana.com, and CarMax. Uh, oh, well, I was thinking about AutoNation. AutoNation, the biggest retailer in the country, uh, they will buy your car without wanting to sell you another one. Well, that's not true. They want to sell you another one, but they, they, they promise they won't try. But you can get uh, in. 20 minutes today, you can contact three or four sources that will give you legitimate bids on your car and you can compare. Uh, the car dealers, still today, they have a saying, it's called steal the trade. Somebody comes in to buy a car and they do a really good job of researching, they get competitive bids on the car they want to buy, and finally they negotiate the price of that new car down so low that the car dealer is making virtually no profit. What does he do? He gives you far less trade-in value than you should get. So you should always keep the trade-in negotiation and sale of your used car separate from the purchase of the new car. They will always undervalue your trade-in. No. And the next one I've got here is from Steve E. Says, Earl and team, I was in the market for a new car last year, and I think I saved a lot of money thanks to your wisdom. Hey, us. Uh, any new issues for customers looking in 2020? Uh, 2020 is not a good year for car dealers uh, or auto manufacturers. Uh, sales are down after we've had a, been on a, a heck of a ride for a number of years. I mean, unprecedented. 
So uh, it's a little bit of a struggle. Uh, it's going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid, it's going to be worse for you in 2020 than 2019 or 2018 because when business gets bad, car dealers get desperate and the deception gets uh, more and more and more. So just uh, stick by the rules that we've talked about for years on the show. Competition is your friend and being able, there's nothing, the Achilles heel of a car dealer is competition. Even my Achilles heel, uh, everybody in the room here will tell you, uh, my wife and my my son and, and Rick, they know how competitive I am. I can't stand the thought of somebody uh, selling more cars than I do or, uh, you know, I'm just a, I'm a competitive person. And I think it's a typical a temperament, a personality trait of car dealers. So if you get a really good price from one car dealer uh, for, let's say, a Ford, go to two other Ford dealers and say, this is an out-the-door price. I can buy this Ford Ranger for this price. And you take it to the next dealer and the next Ford dealer, be sure you keep the same Ford Ranger. Don't let them Mickey Mouse you around, switch to a different vehicle. You will get a great price because a car dealer will do almost anything to beat the competition. First, he'll try to trick you. But when he finds out he can't trick you and you insist on that out-the-door price, you will get a great price. And let's see. What else have we got here? Uh, well, as a squirrel is saying, Carvana and Drive Time are the same company. I don't think so. No. Now, Drive no. Time is a local. Yeah, Florida, yeah. Florida uh, uh, group of uh, used cars dealers. And then Carvana is a national traded on the stock exchange uh, company. And they're big. Um, and they're honest, I believe. Uh, we've, we've shopped them. we checked them. And I gotta believe that uh, if you if you have a used car, you take it to CarMax, uh, and you get a bid, and then you get Carvana, you contact them, and let them give you a bid, and then we buy any car.com and you get a bid. If you want to go to AutoNation uh, and get a bid, you will get a you will get a really good price, the best price you can get on your used used car trade-in. Okay. And I believe that's got us caught up for right now on YouTube. Very good. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, where can you find such priceless information? Right and here. And guess what? It's free. <laughs> it's free. And ladies, I am still sitting here waiting to hear from you. The first two new lady callers, you win yourself $50. And you might think it, well, a little boring talking about lug nuts earlier but uh, i found it intriguing so you must have a question uh if you don't uh, just give us your opinion on something call for any reason at all you win yourself fifty dollars 877-960-9960 or you can text us 772-497-6530 i think Stu. even if you're a customer of ours out there uh in this area uh, we've had a couple calls from customers that we're correcting problems at our dealership. So if you had a problem at our dealership, Earl Stewart Toyota in North Palm Beach, and you think you were taken advantage of, or a mistake was made, or things just weren't quite right, call the show. And that's what I call total transparency. Absolutely. We, we will bear our souls, and we have, it's like, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, a test case. We have a real live dealership that we can learn from. and. You can learn from our mistakes just like we can learn from other car dealers' mistakes. 
don't want compliments because if you compliment us we'll hang up on you yeah, it's an infomercial <laughs> we don't want people to say <laughs> nice things about us because well we really do but you can call us when we do it on the radio people say it's a setup yeah we're suckers for yeah. punishment we are suckers for punishment okay all right i got one here a text says uh what do you think about that gooey slime being advertised to de-dust the interior of your car you know the one that gets the nooks and crannies clean does that harm the finishes what is it? It's a well. I I know exactly what they're, what they're talking about because we uh, we bought some of that as stocking stuffers uh, for our kids this year, and it's oh. a it's just a slime. Oh. It looks like a like a kid's toy, and it, you push it into the like the air conditioning vents and the cup holders, and dust sticks to it, and it works. And long term, I can't tell you, but it, it's it's a water based thing, so I don't think it's going to you know interact with the. Uh, to finish the plastic in the car so it seems mm. to be pretty innocuous mm. so basically it's just a gooey thing that you you shove in there and it cleans it up it's like better it's better than a vacuum cleaner yeah. Interesting. does it leave any residue on no. your hands or anything i don't feel anything on the hands so. no, if, it's, oh, if right. it's good for kids you can play with it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, my youngest daughter is a, a slime chemist she creates her own slime and it's usually you know it's pretty uh, safe you know harmless uh, non toxic what if you put it in your ear or something if you put it in your ear i don't think it would really stick you could probably walk Wash it out. Uh-huh. It caused momentarily momentary deafness, but probably safer than Q-tips. We'll have to Google that. Yeah, it's softer. Yeah, I don't we'll think. It, I don't think. You don't eat it. Probably, <laughs> probably shouldn't eat it. We're okay, folks, we're going to uh, Toronto. And, we are. Uh, Randy oh. is holding. Thank you for your patience, Randy, and Happy New Year. Yeah, same to everybody on the crew. Thank hey. you. I just wanted to give some feedback on Earl's uh, blog uh, site. Um, mm-hmm. I was wondering if, if there was any way uh, that you could get rid of the uh, speedometer, the metric speedometer that uh, is on the site. Oh, the background image. Down and kind of. Yeah, we, I thought we were getting fancy with that, but that's just a, a little feature that the blog. Uh, you know, when you edit the site, it's a little uh, special effect. Uh, if it's making it hard to read, I don't, I don't have a problem getting rid of that. At why, all. why would we have a metric speedometer? I don't know. I didn't really look at the. I oh. didn't know. I didn't. I didn't realize we did. So that's uh, that shame on me. Well, it's a. It's it's kind of like a background image. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just there. My <laughs> son Stu is also an artist, and this he, they call that uh, artistic license. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> they use it. I, I I have the site uh, bookmarked. Okay, I I have it with uh, under auto, auto news. I have it with. Uh, uh, Automobile News. I have Dale Pollock. I have yeah. a whole bunch of sites. I, I find it very dark. I, I find the uh, site dark. The, the content is very good, but uh-huh. well, uh, I, I find the uh, the site is dark, and that uh, yeah. gauge is very irritating. Uh, yeah. It's not uh, that it's metric. Maybe you, it's may, not metric. maybe oh. you could uh, do a, like a survey. Maybe uh, Tina or, or John from Palm City, some you know, make some comments and uh-huh. to improve the uh, site. Well, I think yeah. we sh- I think we should. Now, there's tears in Stu's eyes right now. No, no, there's not. Because artists are very sensitive, and uh, no, there's not. Yeah, but no, he's, no, uh, the, he's, the, he's con- shaking. the content is excellent. Yeah, he, like I, well, that's because uh, the content's I mine, the but the art, <laughs> art <laughs> is Stu's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, tr- I'll turn this over to you. You, you, can, you can you can do the publishing yourself. Uh, Randy, thank you very much. And we Randy, will, don't call anymore. And we're <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thank uh, you, Randy. Stu, were you just threatened? 
Uh, not at all. <laughs> well, first of all, I was confused because I'll be honest with you. When I, I thought if Randy was pointing out that it was kilometers instead of miles that's per what, hour, that's what I, I, I would I would just say, come on, man. But if if you're saying the site's too dark and it's not something that's pleasant to look at, yeah, yeah, we take that very seriously and we'll make sure we do. We'll brighten it up for Randy. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Randy. We're here to please. Give exactly. us a call toll free at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. And don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. You can uh, tell us what you think, as some of the texters yeah, have been. Hurt us. <laughs> Go ahead. That's how I feel this morning. We're under attack. Really, really beat up. That's okay. uh, you can just take us down one at a time, whatever. You're, it's completely transparent. Well, that's as transparent as, as, you know, you've got to take the criticism. Yeah. Even, if it's, you know, even if we don't agree with it, we've got to hear it. And we have to weigh it and evaluate it. And, uh, you know, to scare people off uh, saying what they really believe. It's, uh, so I shouldn't have told Randy to never call the show again? <laughs> <laughs> Randy, if you're listening, you know I was kidding. All right, we have some we have more benign uh, comments and texts coming. Okay. Let's get to those. <laughs> Let's get to these. Uh, from Karen. Uh, Karen says, what product can I use to get rid of the awful film that develops on the inside of my front window? That's a great question. What causes that to happen? And I want to know because it happens to me all the time, and it seems to be happening more often. Is it, I, don't, I don't know why I'm looking at Rick. It, it, I, I, it's got to be. It's got to be pollution. It's got to be. Uh, yeah, there's some kind uh, of particles in the air. It's settling and forming a. Yeah. Uh, a I have film. it in my car that's sometimes. The, that's yeah. the conclusion I came to. The pollution, even yeah. though we're parked in a garage, uh-huh. it's just amazing yeah. what's in the air, inside it, and outside. You know, what my theory is. I think it's the cleaning uh, product that they use. At least at our dealership, I've talked to our detail manager that it it cleans, but then it begins to attract whatever particulate matter is in the air and. It slowly fogs up over Depending time. Depending on the humidity and everything else. What looks the best, if I take a paper towel with nothing on it and wipe it down, and um, it clears it off, but um, and it doesn't seem to come back, so it might be the, the cleaning. Uh, let's Google it. Yeah. Well, we'll Google it. Yeah, we'll Google it later. Okay. All right. So what's, Amber, you, what's Rick okay. using? <laughs> what? Plain old Windex. Windex. Yeah, no. maybe, it's, maybe it is. I, I really don't know. Um, Anne-Marie. Oh, hi, Anne-Marie. Uh, Good morning, happy new year. Curiosity led me online to check for technical service bulletins for Toyota Camrys. Apparently this applies to some, uh, I guess, 2012 and 2013 Camrys. Rick, could you please translate the following? Abnormal Entune navigation operation for display audio non-HDD type. What's up with that? This is issued on August 1st, 2016. She's really testing your archival memory here. Okay, now notice my hands are not touching the keyboard. (laughs) Uh, Basically what you're looking at is the navigation system. Our radio systems in Toyota for the past uh, eight years have had updates available by way of a software update that we download, put on a USB drive, and upload it to the radio. And they're reaching the point where they're updating these radios sometimes as often as every two weeks. And it's, it's amazing. It's made it so much nicer for that way that we can do that. But uh, the customer has to bring the car in. The customer has to bring the car in. Yes. Yeah. You do need to bring the car to us right now. And, and maybe in a couple of years, they'll have it. We, we can just do it via the Internet, via a Wi-Fi. Or Within the next year, yeah, yeah. just about every new model, it's simply the updates are just going to come over the air 
Just like when you turn on your laptop or your home computer yeah. and it says Microsoft needs to update Windows and it does it in the background, boom, the, your radio is going to do that now. Amazing. I just, you know, it, and I talked earlier about maintenance and repair. There is coming a time shortly when car owners just aren't going to have to go to the car dealer. Uh, there just won't be any reason. Almost, it'll you'll be you'll be driving a, a computer, and every adjustment and fix will be made by software, and that'll be done through the ether, and you'll just happen while it's in your garage overnight. Well, think think when we get rid of combustion engines and you go to an electric vehicle, tires and brakes, that's going to be it. Yeah. Other than that, your your car will have almost no maintenance. And if we ever design a system where they can recharge through the road by way of a wireless charging system, yeah. oh man, it's, it's gonna be incredible. The future, folks, is gonna be amazing. If you think back, my father was born in 1913. Cars were just really getting started when he was born. And you look now, kids today being born right now in this year, the babies being born in 2020, are gonna be alive to see the year 3000 most likely. Imagine what the cars are gonna be like when they're 80 years old. Okay, let's move along. Okay, I'm sorry I'm imagining me. that right now. <laughs> Pretty, Pretty cool. cool, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, excuse me guys, uh, we have a caller, female caller, uh, Catlin, uh, from I believe uh, Waterloo. Good morning, Catlin. Yep, good morning. How what? are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Great. How are things in Waterloo? Um, snowy. Where is Waterloo? <laughs> um, it's in Iowa. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. I bet it is snowy. It's January in Iowa. Ooh. I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> it's about 78 degrees outside right now. <laughs> are you a first-time oh, caller? Well, I am, yeah. You won yourself $50 this morning. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Just text us your contact information, please. Okay, will do. 772. Okay. 497-6530. Hey, we could, you could probably uh, um, speak to Nick on the in the control uh, studio after we finish the call, and he can get collect that information for, um, from you. Great idea, yeah. Stu. Oh, sure. That would be fine. Yeah. Okay, your question? Um, so I have a 2009 Camry with 75,000 miles on it. I was wondering when I should be changing the spark plugs on that. Rick? 2009 Camry is going to use iridium plugs that should be changed, I believe, on that one at 120,000 miles. Okay. Well, you got another 45,000 miles to go. Maintenance is so little. Uh, and that's a 2009, too. So yep. it's amazing. I mean, yeah, what, what, spark plugs used to have to be replaced, what, every what? Going back to the 60s, they were done about every 15,000 miles. Amazing. Amazing. Well, and fine. they would wear right out, too. Now they don't even look worn. Any other questions? Catlin, I love, I love Iowa, by the way. We love the Midwest, and we, we have a surprising number of callers from the folks in the Midwest. I appreciate you tuning us in. Well, are you on Facebook? Are you on YouTube? How did you pick up the signal? 
Um, my dad watches the show. Oh, fantastic. Well, I really appreciate it. Spread the word in Waterloo. Is he by yeah, any chance absolutely. one of the two Marks? Um, he is a Mark. He could uh, be. Because we, we have two, uh, two Marks, one in northern Iowa, one in southern Iowa, who are on YouTube with us every week. Oh, but he's, I'm sure he's one of them. Yep, we're kind mm-hmm. of like northeast, but... Yeah. Well, th- thanks so much, Catlin. Please call again. We love having yes, calls from far, far away. For a long time, this show just had Florida callers, and now we're all over the United States. And we especially like female callers. That's the reason we're going to pay you 50 bucks, and we'd like to build up our female listeners. Spread the word uh, among the females in Iowa. And thanks for helping uh, build this platform, as Earl said, for women. And uh, here, you give us a call. You get your answer. You don't have to worry about going into the uh, service department and being taken advantage of. Uh, most of the time, whenever you're getting spark plugs uh, I think Iowa has more honest dealers than South you, Florida. Uh, you know, you, you get asked. Midwest uh, especially. They, write, they yeah. write you up this laundry list of things that you need to do. So uh, stay in touch with us and have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You as well. Bye-bye. You ever been to Iowa? I think I have, yeah. Really? Yeah. What were you doing there? Uh, shooting birds. Oh, fly fishing or something like that? Something, something like something that. Something manly? Yeah, manly, yeah. <laughs> all right. We have a text here. It says, I have a comment. I love your first your show, first of all, but I wanted to say that I've been in the market for a used forerunner for quite some time, and I can't believe how much they hold their value. As a side note, I bought one, but I just wanted to comment on how much they hold their value. It's amazing. And I can, yeah, I don't understand that. There's certain vehicles, different manufacturers that that's just, they, they hold their value. They just yeah. don't depreciate that much. Um, they, um, they become, I guess, like almost like a collector uh, type of car. Sure. One thing you can uh, uh, check when you're looking for a car with high resale is find out what the lease residual is. Uh, the re- lease residual is just a percentage uh, number. And uh, depending on the year, make and model car you're leasing, three years or four years since, uh, let's say a 36-month lease could have a uh, worth 60% of the of the uh, was it the cap cost or the MSRP? MSRP. MSRP. Mm-hmm. Or it could be as little as 50, or it could be as high as sometimes close to 70%. So the residuals vary. You want to find if you think about buying a car, especially even though you don't want to lease it. Learn what the lease residual is, and you can ask the dealer uh, to do that, or you can go online probably and get it. And uh, it's the gospel when it comes to what the value will be worth in three or four years. Yep. All right, this is from Clyde in North Carolina. I went looking uh, to buy a car in uh, North Carolina, and they had added things to the price of the car, like $199 for tent, $199 for nitrogen, $250 for mats, $250 for diggy something <laughs> and another 250 for something else i can't remember yeah. what do you think about this oh boy here you go well you know dealers are <laughs> only limited by their imagination of the crap that they can charge you for uh it has to have a high perceived value and for some reason nitrogen does and tent and stripes and uh, road hazard insurance and um you know, uh, they, 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 they'll have a, we've had dealers that, that have even, uh, Napleton is famous, they do something like uh, car washes or 
a loners or what? What is it? Uh, Naples has something that's absolutely silly. Well, they have like f- snacks, <laughs> Wi-Fi, you know, uh, yeah. and they, like doormats they, where you yeah. like you walk in, you can clean your feet when you walk in the showroom on the yeah. floor. It's like, and they're banking on the fact you won't even see the addendum sticker, and they're backing on the fact that that you will think it's part of the MSRP. They make the addendum labels look like a Marnoni label, right. official document, but they're not. So, yeah, it's not surprising. Every dealer in Florida that I know, uh, and probably the rest of the U.S., but certainly Florida, has dealer-installed accessories yeah. that are worth maybe one, uh, 10% of the asking price. Yeah, you're being generous. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it, I don't think they ever expect to actually sell this stuff. It's just to show a big, hey, look, we discounted the car $1,500, and you're just a little bit yeah. over MSRP yeah. now. Exactly. <laughs> okay, this is from uh, Jim in Riviera Beach. I have a 2018 CHR. On the mirrors, there is a light that comes on when you open the door, and it lights up the ground. Uh, with CHR, uh, well on the driver's side, it's blurry from Jim. So I'm not quite sure. I'm looking at the technician. Might need just to be cleaned, but we have seen a few issues with those those little illumination lights that put the the lettering on the ground. Oh, is that okay? That's what. It, okay, yeah. I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, when you when you open the door, it actually projects the name CHR of the, the model. down okay. on, on the ground next to the car. Uh, we have seen a few issues with those, so you might want to just stop in at the dealership, have them take a look at it, and if it's just a problem where there is an internal issue, they can fix that under warranty for you. Okay. And maybe we, you know, I got a great idea for a modification of that. Instead of CHR, it could say, watch your step. Yeah. Or, hi, George. I mean, you could have. Exactly. Why, you know, why advertise the car on the ground when you get out? Right. Get away. And yeah. here we are. Ideas are born. Yes. Exactly. Hey, folks, listen, uh, our lines are shut down right now. Uh, because we're getting ready for the Mystery Shopping Report. And uh, we would love for you to vote on the Mystery Shopping Report. It's uh, real important that we hear from you. And that number is 772-497-6530. And the Mystery Shop takes us to uh, Bremen Mini, Palm Beach. Let's see if we got some more text here. Yeah, we have quite a few here. Uh, Somebody's commenting on the window thing. Oh, I like this person. I comment on the window thing. I've talked to a couple of detailing shops, and they tell me that the film that gets on the window, it comes from the gases that get rele- gets released from the plastics around the windows, but that's just what they say. I suspected that, and that makes me very uncomfortable because the, that slime that's accumulating on the windshield is also accumulating inside your lungs, um, and mm. I don't see that could, that couldn't be good for you. So I thought it was chemical off-gassing, um, but uh, I hope that's do, not true. Yeah, we need to do a deep dive on that because that, that concerns me too. It doesn't happen with me all the time. It happens typically in the morning. Seems like early in the morning, and uh, and it depends on. Um, I, I guess it's the humidity and the temperature. Uh, I don't know. I, well, here's another 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 texture says. Uh, Re the question on the film inside the windshield. I experienced this here in Pennsylvania also. It accumulates quicker and thicker on cars left outside in the sun. It was explained to me that this is because of off-gassing of the material in the dash that's constructed of, for example, vinyl, foam, adhesives. Mm. More unsettling information from our textures. Mm. Um, here's one. Earl, you don't strike me as a hunter. Shame on you. 
See, I was I hesitated because it's kind of <laughs> like I hesitate because that's my past life. I was an evil, slimy car dealer, animal murderer, and I used to uh, murder animals. I was uh, well, that was, I was a, not a good person. That, no, that, let, me, let me clarify that for our audience. I don't. You didn't hunt your entire life. It no, was like no. for a brief period of time in your like yeah, early fifties. Yeah, I went through my midlife crisis, and uh, your mother divorced me. <laughs> Let's get personal here. And, uh, you took it out on some. And deer. I had no friends. She took. <laughs> she took my money, my house, and my friends. And uh, all I had was, and you saw those deer, my and my, my buddies that used to go out, they come and, with us and hunt, and I became part of a hunting thing, yeah. and I yeah, that lasted only yeah, a couple I would, of years. I don't, I'm, yeah. I still fish though. Yeah, yeah. And you got rid of all the guns. I got rid of all the guns. I gave yeah. them to my sons. All right, <laughs> I don't have any guns. What are you talking about? <laughs> Let's not, let's not go there. All right. Hi, Earl. I have a 2020 Corolla lease, and when I'm driving at night, uh, the light doesn't seem bright enough, so I use the brights. My husband brought the car in for service and was told everything was fine. Thanks, Sharon. Well, I have a very good ophthalmologist. Uh, I'm just That was a sarcastic, terrible thing to say. Um, you know, uh, it's worth taking a look at, um, but it looks like you did. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, they don't seem bright enough. I don't know. Well, there's got to be a way to test them. I mean, right, Rick? Well, she uh, said it was tested. Hmm? She said it was checked out. Oh, they, they said it was fine. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, uh, some folks do have issues at night. They're night blindness, yeah. even to a minor degree. What you might consider is look into the idea of uh, aftermarket driving lights or added-on lights that might sit a little bit lower, add a little increased brightness directly in front of the car, but something that is aimed close to the road, close in front of you, unlike the high beams in the car, which are gonna blind other drivers. Yeah, you have to be careful with that, but yeah. I have the same issue. It's 6 a.m. in the morning when I'm on the road. Um, it, it's, I have to use my high beams, and I'm always watching for oncoming traffic yeah. because as you said, you know, you can blind them and cause an accident, but why aren't they brighter? Let's get the mystery shopping report, yeah. and then we can catch up on the text yeah. if we still have time. Yeah, we just time. have one more. So. It's a 640. Uh, okay, as Nancy mentioned, this is Brayman Mini, Brayman Motor Cars, Palm Beach. Uh, we never shopped Brayman Mini. It's always fun to break new ground and go where no mystery shopper has gone before. We may be getting close to the point, and we talked about this earlier. Uh, I, I think we shop just about every uh, new car dealership and most of the used car dealerships in, in our area, certainly Palm Beach County. Uh, we've investigated other Brayman dealerships, though. Agent Thunder visited Brayman Honda just about a year ago. Before that, it was Brayman BMW in Jupiter. In each case, the salesperson and the managers did well. And we passed them with, uh, with bees. bees. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the only thing we dinged them for were high hidden dealer fees, and who doesn't get dinged for that? All dealers do it. This time around, it was an online ad for a low lease payment that got our attention: two hundred eighty-nine dollars a month for a new two thousand nineteen Mini Cooper Clubman. Cooper Clubman. Yeah. Interesting names for the minis. Mm -hmm. uh, the payment was pretty good, eye-popping. Not eye-popping, but it was the conspicuous disclosure that we found most interesting. And I underline conspicuous here because the Federal Trade Commission has a phrase called clear and conspicuous. And the Federal Trade Commission says it is the law that you cannot change the payment or the price of a product uh, unless you do it in a clear, conspicuous manner. 
And that's what you got to be careful of. Fine print ain't clear and conspicuous, folks. Fine print is what it sounds like. Fine print. Uh, an easy-to-read font, black and white, and a size not much smaller than the text of the offer itself. That's the way it should be. And this is what Brayman did. They had uh, at least some of the disclosure, and they said all leases, 36 months, 10,000 miles per year. Notice they didn't put the charge over mileage Correct. for that there, but it should have been there if they're going to be clear and conspicuous. Uh, new 2019 Mini Cooper Clubman, MSRP, 28050 lease for 289 2999 down payment, first month's payment, tax tag registration. They don't tell you what it is. They just say it's going to be added. Tell you later. $945 acquisition fee, and we don't know how much of that Brayman gets. It could be half. It could be two-thirds. The leasing company gets a chunk. I didn't like that part that much because... Um, standard practices to um, all the banks charge that sometimes dealers get kickbacks on that but most lease payments are, are are calculated with that in there and they've pulled this out to show a lower payment so oh. that's, on them. that's not right yeah. um, $845 dealer fee do it signing available with approved credit offers cannot be combined dealer retains all incentives blah 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 won't even read the rest of it uh, offer go through January 3rd. They do that a lot. Of course, the details are never as enticing as a headline. There's a $3,000 down payment plus a bunch of other fees, including 845 dealer fee, which is just additional profit to Bremen. Everything adds up to about 5500 We found a couple more dealer fees uh, when I looked at the uh, worksheet. I'll show you later on. The lease is also revealed to have an extremely low mileage allowance, uh, 10,000 miles. That's below average people drive, but we don't know what the per miles would be. Could be 25 cents a mile. Probably. Some, we don't somewhere know. around there. Yeah. Do they deserve credit for having a much better than average disclaimer? Uh, we could we could debate that. More importantly, how would Bremen Mini handle the situation in which a real customer uh, tried to get the car at the advertised payment? Or in this case, Agent Thunder, not a real customer. Uh, and uh, he always wanted to own a Mini Cooper, truly. I mean, it's, it's I, his, I don't know why. It's his guilty pleasure. I don't yeah. know. We tease uh, him about that. It came out during this uh, shopping report preparation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to each his own. <laughs> I'm hearing a little noise in my headphones. Anybody hearing? Is it just me? I get it. I hear yeah. Hey, uh, I hear bleed over. Nick like, in the control room. We got a little bleed over there somewhere. Uh, I'm glad the rest of you can hear it. Conversation. So I hear that sometimes. Uh, I hear some work. other radio station. Yeah. Uh, things were quiet inside the cavernous showroom at Bremen Motor Cars. I made my way to the mini portion and encountered a group of salespeople who seemed very bored or tired. A middle-aged man stood up to greet me. His name was Kurt. Kurt was reserved, polite, not an aggressive uh, bone in his body. Mm. He asked me how my day was. Uh, what he could help me with, I told him my story, my true story, how I always secretly wanted a Mini Cooper, but always felt foolish about it. Well, you should feel foolish, Agent Thunder, uh, in my humble opinion. And, and excuse me for interrupting <laughs> yes. you, but Stu, this uh, <laughs> creative writing, I have, a, have to ask you we a question about cavernous. This dark <laughs> depths of the showroom? Uh, it, uh, usually I, I use cavernous to describe the, the large, you know, um, voluminous interior of the Brayman showroom. Colossal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you may go on. <laughs> uh, my true story, uh, how I always figured one of the Mini Cooper. 
Oh, okay. My wife told me I got off because the two of you were having a I, private conversation over there. <laughs> that was why I was there, I told Kurt. Kurt nodded. I told him I had run across her ad for a $289 lease payment and was interested in that deal. I told him, yeah, Rick is leaving. He's walking out the door. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> Stu and Nancy are having a side conversation. No. Rick's walking out the door. Rick's upset. Jonathan's sitting over there. No, Rick is upset because he also secretly wants a Mini no. Cooper, and we made fun of him. Jonathan's laughing over. at us. Okay. So, so Kurt was being honest with me. He says it's going to take more than $5,000 to get the $280 lease payment. It ain't going to happen. They shouldn't do that. Uh, and so that's the part I don't like, but they all do that. All the ads are too good to be true, and this was too good to be true, but at least Kurt was upfront about it. Kurt suggested I put down much less money. <clears throat> it didn't make sense to come out of pocket with so much in the lease, so suddenly he's on my side. They advertise with a bait and switch, and then they, Kurt, the salesperson, you know, identified with me. Yeah. So you'd be crazy to put down all that money. We call that a triangulation strategy. Is it uh, really? Well, I mean, it yeah. is. Not in the car business, but yeah. that's what I call it. Well, I like that. He said he worked out a good payment for me and reminded me that it was now 2020. The deals on the 2019 are very good. Well, that's true because you're buying a used car. I mean, this is a one-year-old car. Technically, it's not a used car, but it's one-year-old. And three or four years from now, when you trade this baby in... No one's going to remember. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna, it's, it's going to be a one-year-old than, than a 2020. But I bought it in 2020. It yeah. doesn't matter. It says 2019 yeah. right there. Exactly. So the moral there is buy the current model car, or at least the current model car. I softened my stance and crossed my arms and said, okay, let's go see the car. We went outside to a line of Coopers. Um, Kurt showed me a, very, a few different models. Then it led me to the one in the ad. It was my dream car, chili red with carbon black. Mm. Ah. Mm. Silly. Uh, 134 horses. <laughs> Kurt did a great job with his presentation, and we took it for a spin. Kurt was pretty boring on the test drive. He hardly spoke, so I tried to make conversation. I think he was tired. When we got back to the lot, Kurt asked me if I thought it would be uh, I'd, I'd be taking it home today. I said yes. But I have to be um, in the evening, if the numbers are right, I had to go home and get my wife. Kurt was fine with that. Kurt said he'd get the paperwork going and see I'd get some coffee. Pointed to the desk, said he'd meet me there. After my espresso, I walked back to find Kurt, already seated at his desk waiting for me. He had a worksheet called Personalized Quote Sheet. Very uh, Brayman. Yeah, very Brayman. Uh, with various uh, lease terms displayed. There was also a purchase breakdown Mars Rotor style printed on the right-hand side of the document. And this is all, of course, so they can uh, get away with things that say you can't put this on a vehicle buyer's order, so they just rename it. And that's the way they think they can get away with it. Kurt said wonderful and pointed out that he had discounted the car $4,000 to get my cap cost down. Cap cost is legalese, lease talk for what the price of the car would be if you were going to buy it. And he discounted by $4,000. Kurt went over the terms again, 36 months, 10,000 miles per year. Still don't tell you what the cost per mile overage is. $1,000 do a sounding, and the payment was three forty-two. A smiling sales manager suddenly appeared. He extended his hands. He asked me how everything had gone and if there was anything he could do to assist with my purchase. I told him Kurt was great. I'd be back that night around 6. The manager said, perfect. They closed at 7, 
or until the last customer leaves. Epilogue, was this bait and switch? The disclosure was pretty conspicuous. It was easy to read, not too complicated, but still the low payment of 289 is what gets the attention. The details are secondary and afterthought. Kurt was honest and upfront about the requirements. He addressed this with a minute or two, within a minute or two of meeting Agent Thunder. So bottom line, he they did as well as the average yeah. dealership does. So you can't gig them on that. Uh, clearly a violation of the Federal Trade Commission. The disclosure was not only not uh, clear, as clear as conspicuous as it should have been, but more, but more so than normal. But what was not definitely clear and conspicuous were the extra dealer fees that we found on the worksheet. One of them was a tag processing fee for $229, and there was a private tag agency fee for $75. So another $300 and when you add it on to the admitted dealer fee, the hidden fee, uh, it's $1,089. So clearly not clear and conspicuous, uh, but clearly about as clear and conspicuous as all the other dealers. So once again, we have the curve that we need to uh, grade upon because if we go on an absolute grading scale, no dealers pass, you have no place to buy a car in Florida. Let's uh, take a... Score of textures. What do the textures say, Sue? We have four that came in. Uh, three C's. One from Neil. A C from Valerie. A C. I'm sorry. A C minus from Bob. And Danielle gives him a D. Um, I'm waiting for Linda's grade on Facebook. Yes. I know it's coming. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be harsh. But you know, you know, I had a hard time with this one because you know we've seen horrible bait and switch, and this was like. I kind of debated myself and thinking, all right, well, it kind of was, but it kind of wasn't. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at the ad, you can see what it yeah. entails. But even though the, 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 the fonts were almost equal in size, the, the payment was in red. Yeah. The whole point was to get your eye on the payment. Well, they're Bremen dealerships. You know, they sell BMWs. They sell Minis. Uh, what else? They sell Hondas. The yeah. Bremen's typically uh, have a, a more educated consumer. Yeah. And I think to go the Kia or the, you know, the type of rough and tumble uh, Napleton kind of a thing would not work yeah. with a typical Bremen customer. So I think the salespeople are hardened to the fact that they're not going to get away with a real bait and switch. So they fess up at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, to their credit, I guess they save the customer time. They don't have to battle yeah. uh, for it. But, you know, I mean, then I was thinking, like, you know, what would a car advertise do if it was really what we asked it to do? Could you imagine just like the headline being, Five thousand six ninety nine down, and then a small payment. It just doesn't make sense. So I don't. I don't yeah, know. And, and they're forced by the competition because Brayman's competition, every dealer's competition are doing the. They're doing the low ball advertising, and if you do a legitimate ad, you're not going to get the sale. Nancy. Well, as you said earlier, you know, you, there wouldn't be any place to buy a car. You know, if you failed everyone. So uh, I don't like the report. I don't like all those fees. And uh, I'm going to give them a C minus. Okay. Rick? Okay. Uh, let's see. We've got the grades coming in on YouTube here. I've got Karen with a D, Tim with a C plus, Chris with a D, and Steve with a C. And I think I'm going to go ahead with a C on it. I, yeah. I think uh, middle of the road there. Yeah, I'll, I'll give them a C. I mean, uh, I think that uh, Brayman, 
um, is a kind of a Class A dealership. I mean, uh, uh, they sell a lot of cars. I think one of the largest BMW dealers in the nation. Uh, they do a great job with Honda. Many I don't know about, but uh, I think uh, I think a C should be a big enough embarrassment for for Bremen. And Mark gives them a C as well. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to uh, show the folks at home, we got a little bit of time here, and then we got another text or two over there. Um, I talk about the Federal Trade Commission all the time. I printed out uh, a sheet, a fact sheet, from the Federal Trade Commission specifically on clear and conspicuous. And it, it tells you uh, the law requires, it is a violation of the law, should you not have clear and conspicuous disclosures. And what they mean by clear and conspicuous is the fine print has to be big enough for people to notice and read. And how many ads have we seen where you cannot see it, read it, or notice it, especially on television and especially online? Also, the wording and format, is it easy for the people to understand? Is it, is it uh, convoluted and and uh, smoky kind of, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors kind of, or is it clear uh, and understandable? Is the fine print where people will look, and <laughs> most all ads, I have a, I have an ad here, I, 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 it's an old newspaper ad, and this is, I hate, you know, I'm picking on Roger Dean, but he's the only one that still advertises in the newspaper. Here, here's his ad, and it's a huge ad, full page ad. Here's the fine print. I mean, that is yeah. most unclear, unconspicuous, and he's violating the law. Yeah. Here's an illegal ad, and not just Roger Dean, 99% of the advertisements you see, even by the manufacturers, yeah. are not clear and conspicuous. When you see those big, giant newspaper ads, and there might be um, half a dozen different offers, then you go down and find the fine print, and you can't even find the proper, you know, the fine print that pertains. They have asterisks, double asterisks, triple asterisks, yeah. those little, little dagger-looking things. I mean, it's very difficult to find out what it pertains to. And also... It's called, this is, the, I guess, the four Ps, prominence, presentation, placement, and proximity. Proximity means that the fine print claim has to be n near the claim. In other words, if you have a monthly payment or a price and you have the, the disclosure has to be up where you're looking at the price. You can't have the price here, and in this case here, the price is at the top of the page and the fine print is down here. So this Roger Dean ad fails every test of the Federal Trade Commission. By the way, Linda chimed in. Ah. And she gives Brayman a C, no big no big F today. Thank you, Linda. That was very Brayman. kind of you. Yes, thank you very much, Linda. <laughs> so, uh, Norman Brayman, how does it feel to be an average car dealer in Florida? Norman doesn't like that. I don't think Norman would like that. No, that's a... Th Do you think Norman knows he has a car dealership? Uh, probably. Yeah, I, I would mean, guess. he's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a billionaire, I guess. So what's his GPA? He's got two Bs and a C. It's like a, it's like a 2.8. That's, that's, that's not good. Yeah. You can't even get into UF with that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. The text, I th we'll probably wait till next week because we're running out of time, but there was one consumer advice that I read this morning that I think is worth spreading. Okay. It's 2020 now. Do not write, abbreviate 2020 to just 20 on your checks. 
or contracts or anything because it's too easy to manipulate. You can easily turn a 2020 at a 21 becomes 2021, so people can post eight checks and even like retail content. You put a one nine, or they could think it was a very old check, 20 AD. Well, yeah, well that's what you're thinking because <laughs> we're getting you know never mind. <laughs> we're getting back there. All right. That's it. My consumer advice, write 2020 on your checks, not 20. Thank you very much. Um, We have about two minutes left on the clock, and Rick has something to say. Do we have time for one quick one? Uh, Charlie Brown is asking, he purchased a used (laughs) 2015 Honda Odyssey, but came with a lot of problems within 90 days. What right do I have to return or swap this vehicle? A new one? A 2015 Honda Odyssey. No, unfortunately, unless... uh, there was damage to the car that was misrepresented or something of that nature. Used cars have no lemon laws, only new cars, and uh, you're just stuck with it. Uh, and uh, it's kind of these thing, one of these things where you should have taken it to an independent mechanic and had it checked over. But used cars are buyer beware. Folks, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and I wish all of you a happy new year. We'll be right back here next week, Saturday morning at 8 a.m.